What? Oh, oh. Shout. One second, please. Hello, and welcome to Designated Driver, the podcast about the work and mystique of Adam Driver. I'm Liz. I'm Malia. And uh, we have a new Adam Driver movie to talk about today, White Noise. Yes, based on an old book. Do we have any Adam Driver news? <gasps> yes. We do? We do. Oh, exciting. Okay. What is okay. It? We have probably mentioned before that Adam Driver has a movie coming out called 65, and we didn't know what it was about, but now we do, because they dropped a trailer, and it's coming in the spring, and he looks H-O-T. Did you watch the trailer? I don't think I did. It, that must have caught me on a really busy day. I'm glad to hear that because after White Noise, we'll get into it. Yeah. It's just like him fighting aliens or something. Well, or? so this is what happens. He is like a sci-fi future world ship captain. And his ship has to make a crash landing on this planet. And the only people who survive are him and this girl. She's like, I don't know, 11 or 8 or Five. It's hard to tell. A premise as old as time. The last two Correct. people on Earth or Correct. the planet. So he's trying he's trying to figure out what's going on. He's trying to figure out where they are. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh my God, we're not alone on this planet. It turns out that they've gone back 65 million years in time. That's why it's called 65. Okay. And there are dinosaurs. They're on the planet with dinosaurs. So it's space travel and dinosaurs. Yes. And will they or won't they? And well, no, she really is like 11. So there's no will they or won't they? He's protecting her. Yeah. She's like a kid. He's like protecting her. And he's like, I'll protect you or we'll live or something like that. But also he has these like super futuristic weapons and he's shooting dinosaurs. That reminds me of Station Eleven. You love that. I don't, I've never seen it. I've never read it. I recommend watching it. I like the series a little better than the book. But yeah, there's an adult and a girl child. It's interesting. I was going to say the woman, I thought it was a woman. That's what I assumed. That she was like a modern badass instead of a, you know, a damsel that he's just protecting. But she's a child. And that's kind of interesting. I wonder if like, the, you know, strong man protector wouldn't work. Everyone would call it sexist if it was two adults now. But if they make it a girl child, then the man can still play that role. Yeah, I don't know. I think it looks great yeah, and fun. I'm, I'm here for it. That sounds good. And I do want to let you know that I know a paleontologist, I was trying to oh. remember the word, <laughs> who immediately was like, you've probably seen this already, but have you seen this? And is equally excited about it. So if we ever need a guest star paleontologist to comment on it, I have one waiting in the wings. And he's ready. He might be listening right now. I don't know. Let's do it. Okay. I'm committed to doing that. Okay. Uh, we'll have a paleontologist on the show next time for 65. Uh, is 65 Correct. coming out anytime soon it's not coming out until spring oh these are really spaced out now compared to the pace that we're used to i know with adam driver and i mean we had a lot of old movies to catch up on but it's felt like a drought i mean for the listeners two of our podcasts they're they're like why is there no podcast but 
Unless you want another podcast about girls. We could definitely go back and watch that last season. I just got kind of burned out on it. Well, we could watch the early short films. And then there's that TV movie about Jack Kevorkian. Oh, (laughs) You don't know Jack. I should probably watch it because it might be like a two-second appearance or something. Just to screen it for you so you don't get mad if you watch a whole movie for two seconds of Adam Driver. Yeah. Because I know how much you hate that. I do. I do hate that. (laughs) Okay. Well, I'll think about it. I mean, we can also go to like a Gen X place if you want. Mm Mm-hmm. We've been workshopping an idea that our podcast could morph a little bit into a Gen X podcast. And then do you think John Cusack is the Adam Driver of the 80s? Would you buy that or not? He's not as tall. He's pretty tall. Oh, he is tall. Yeah, okay. he's at least six one. He is pretty tall. But he doesn't have good hair. And now I'm pretty sure he doesn't have any hair. I'm pretty sure mm. he has plugs. Here's my other thing yeah. about John Cusack is, as you know, I love John Cusack. And I've loved him since I saw him in The Journey of Natty Gann. And I love him so much. I went to see him for this like anniversary screening of Say Anything, you know, mm-hmm. that NPR sponsored or something. Did I tell you this? And I went and I was like, ugh, this guy is of middling intelligence but thinks he's really smart and I'm not here for that. Adam Driver takes his craft serious. I'm saying that mm-hmm. like with giant mm-hmm. air quotes. No, for sure he But does. like he takes his craft really seriously. But I don't think he overestimates his own intelligence. I feel like he's just Mm-mm. very all business and in interviews and every once in a while kind of He kind of laughs about himself. <clears throat> he's not like on social media commenting about politics right. trying to be the smartest person on Twitter. Which is what John Cusack absolutely is because I follow him on Twitter and it's annoying. And it's never, it's not good. Also, I just don't think he's doing much right now. I think he's just living in Chicago. Does he live in Chicago? Yeah. Is that where he's Chicago. from? Yeah. He's just a guy in Chicago. Yep. I guess I'm just a fan of Better Off Dead, and I wanted Me too. a reason to watch that again. Joel and, and I just watched it. Oh, well, it's a Christmas movie. Okay, so one of the questions when I saw John Cusack, the interviewer was Jill Riley from The Current. Anyway, she just kept talking about how much she loved Better Off Dead. Oh, she loves it, and too. And I want my $2. Yes. Right? I'm not going to say he bristled, but he pretty close to bristled because... He signed on to do that movie because he thought it was going to be avant-garde. <laughs> I mean, it's bizarre. Yeah, yeah. but it he's avant-garde. disappointed that it was a comedy, like a dumb comedy, because he mm-hmm. thought it was going to like stretch him as an actor or some. And I was like, okay, John Cusack, let's take ourselves yeah, a little less seriously. <laughs> you know what movie I really like also? Being John Malkovich. I really love that movie. I also like just to talk about our friend slash challenge, Woody Allen. I love him in Bullets Over Broadway. I love Gross Point Blank. I really love John Cusack. Like, don't get me wrong. I just am disappointed in him as a human. But he's not a he's not the Adam Driver. He just thinks he's too smart and he's not. I guess there's no there's no comparison. There's no Adam Driver of another decade. You know, you got one. Listen, well, so they People go back and look at Adam Driver and they say that he's, you know, ugly, beautiful, like Angelica Houston. And mm-hmm. they kind of liken him to the 70s era of auteur directors. And I don't want to compare him to Dustin Hoffman because Dustin Hoffman's also deeply problematic. But 
He's like an actor's actor. He takes his work seriously. And he's a leading man who's not a movie star leading man. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like maybe there's someone else we should be watching, like Humphrey Bogart or something. Yeah. If anyone has any suggestions, I'm open to that. Well, our our friend and loyal fan, Craig, oh, yeah, thinks I know. we should do Oscar Isaac, but he's too short. I can't. I mean, we could try it, but yeah, we don't. It's not like we would ever talk to each other at a party and find out we're both super fans of Oscar Isaac. No, but listen, I do want to say that we could do it like the presidential podcast where we start a new project, okay. but then we occasionally come back and do a little like special episode about 65 or... Yeah, I mean, for sure, I want to do everything that Adam Driver's in. Absolutely. He just kind of seems to be taking a little break. Well, I don't think he's taking a little break. I think we just got all we fired got caught up. up. We had COVID and nothing else to do and... We really rocked it out. Yeah, and we were depending on Adam Driver for the pandemic, and now he really got us through something. <laughs> we went through something yeah. with him. Thank you. Thanks, Adam Driver. Come on our podcast, also. Okay, should we talk about white noise a little? Yes. Bit? So it's a, a based on a book, uh, which I have not read. Who is the author? Don Delilo or Delilo? I don't even know how to say it. Yeah, we talked to that friend of yours at the cookie party she's like I love the book and then I felt dumb because I'm an English major and I've like never even seen the book you should probably read it I mean I read a review of it in anticipation of our podcast today but I haven't read it either even though I feel like I should read it too because I was an American studies major oh I was an American studies minor what we both (laughs) should read it when did this book come out I want to say 1985 I am totally pulling that out of my butt Speaking of the 80s, I did enjoy the 80s, the old technology that was in this movie. As did I. I enjoyed the art direction mm-hmm. in this movie. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a surreal deal, though. So it's I weird. do want to say one little local shout out while we're talking about it. I was looking at the pictures and there's a theatrical trailer picture that's on all the promotions and it's Adam Driver and then his family is kind of grouped behind him. Mm-hmm. And Adam, I've seen it. Yeah. yeah. So the credit is Wilson Webb. Do you know him? No. Do you know Oh, him? yeah. He's a local photographer. Oh. So he's tight with one of my other passions, Mark Mallman. He, he's done all of Mark Mallman's photos. And I used to work with his wife, Carolyn. Anyway, it's Wilson Webb. Well, that's cool. He lives in St. Paul. Yeah. It said Wilson Webb Netflix. But I was like, I know Wilson Webb. I don't really know him, but I know his wife. Well, that's a good gig to mm-hmm. have taking photos for Netflix. I know. So we saw this movie in the theater, mm-hmm. and it was the first time I saw a movie where the Netflix thing came up at the beginning. It was like the world turned upside down. Shouldn't I be watching this at home? And then there's the the end coming up with all the colors and stuff. Ba-boom. Yeah. yeah, and the sound. It was a little post-apocalyptic in the theater. Yep. There was like one other person. When we went in, just like when we saw House of Gucci, There was a random person sitting at the back eating like pizza or nachos, which is the same thing that happened when we went to House of Gucci. We went in and these two women walked through the theater during the movie, sat down, ate pizza, left. It was the same thing here. I think this guy worked in the movie theater and was like, Mm -hmm. I'm just going to find a quiet place to eat. Mm -hmm. And it was our theater. So I guess Adam Driver is palatable. I don't know. (laughs) And then, yes. And then it was us and yeah, this one other guy. 
Yeah, movie theaters do not seem to be back. No. There's been so many articles like, our movie's dead, blah, blah, blah. But now TV's going to be dead. Have you heard this? They've dropped off buying scripts for TV shows. So like peak TV is going to be dead. So we can finally stop having so much to watch on our TVs. And then maybe movies will come back to life. This is always the saddest exchange. There'll be a kid and they'll say, oh, I don't really watch TV. And I'm like, oh, that's great. They don't watch TV. They're out living their lives. And they're like, I just watch YouTube. And then I'm like, oh, smile, turn into a frown. What's even worse is kids who watch people playing video games on YouTube. That is my child. And we had to ixnay that because those people are awful. That seems really depressing to me and makes me really scared and sad about the future. Same. Generations. Watching someone play video games. Because the worst thing about video games, like if you went over when you were a kid, went over to someone's house and they had video games, was if you had to watch someone else play, whoever owns the console is really good at the games they don't die they keep going and going so their turn is like 20 minutes and then if you've just played it your turn is 30 seconds and then it's back to them again i know that's how you know your friend is a jerk and you should just go get a different friend so yeah okay so back to white noise so you've been doing some reading about it so you know yeah do you want to do a recap first do you want to do a recap sure Yeah. go ahead i'll do my best okay so here's what i know the movie's directed by noah bombach you know and he's been a collaborator with adam driver a lot and the one sentence description is that it's a movie about existential dread okay <laughs> the numbing effect of american consumer culture i would say and to go into it a little bit more Adam Driver's character is Jack Gladney, and he's a professor, J-A-K, that's what everybody calls him, Jack. And his wife is Babette, and they call her Baba all the time, which I kept getting confused about. Like, who is this Baba person? It took me a while to make that connection. And then they live in a blended family in, I think, Indiana? Sounds right. And he's a professor in this college town, and she has this crazy Mm. 80s blonde perm, and she does movement classes with seniors at a church and they have these three kids and it's his son Heinrich and then Denise is her daughter and then he has another daughter Steffi and then they have a kid together named Wilder is the name of their three-year-old who's really cute Mm -hmm. this cute little blonde kid they live in this house and most of the time you kind of just follow him around during his day so he has all these professor friends who are kind of pretentious. He started this Hitler studies program, even though he doesn't speak German. And it's really just about the cult of Hitler. And then Don Cheadle plays his closest friend, I guess, Murray, who is trying to build the same thing around sort of an American studies program and the cult of Elvis. And then let's see what happens in the movie is it happens in chapters and At the beginning, they're just kind of a family, but there's some weird stuff going on, like Babette is taking a pill, Dylar, and one of her daughters is really suspicious of it. And then there's a toxic event, and there's an explosion, and they can see this plume of smoke coming up, and at first they think it's not going to affect them, but then they have to evacuate. And that part was kind of scary because then they have to put masks on and do all the stuff that just felt like a little too COVID-y to me. And they spend a lot of time sitting in their car trying to get where they're trying to go, but they don't really know where they're going. And they have to go to a camp. And then eventually they get to come back home. But then a lot of the mysteries about 
Babette and what's going on are kind of coming to the surface. And it turns out, okay, there's lots of spoilers here. So anyway, it turns out that she's afraid of dying. And so the Dilar is this treatment that's supposed to make her not afraid of dying. And she gets kind of hooked on it because it's an experimental drug. And it turns out that she has actually like sold her body to get more Dilar. And so then Jack gets really mad and tries to confront the guy who's selling her the Dilar. And then they somehow become united again in the effort to deal with this guy who, by the way, happens to be German, I think. And they end up at like this weird German nun church place getting treated. And that's kind of the end of the movie, right? Yeah, that was a good recap. I needed a recap because we watched it a a couple weeks ago. Yeah, I read a review and they said that It was an unadaptable movie, but that Noah Baumbach was very loyal to the content. So first impressions Mm -hmm. of the movie? Well, I mean, what you're saying makes sense to me that it's a movie sort of for fans. Yes. Maybe someone who is already a fan of this is like really going to get it. I thought it was like a cross between like a Wes Anderson movie and a David Lynch movie. Yeah. Where it was very stylized. Stylized. Just the way it starts unnatural acting yes. style and dialogue. It felt very theatrical. It was a very weird way to go into it because of the way they were talking was not natural speech. And also you didn't know who any of the kids were. You were sort of dropped into it and it was confusing. I was just telling one of my coworkers how theatrical it was and it was a little off-putting. And she was like, well, that's how the dialogue is. They're always talking over each other because it's white noise. They're voices and they're talking is the white noise oh okay well i was like okay i get that but still it was confusing and greta gerwig she has a distinct way of speaking and she's kind of not the actor's actor where she's kind of herself and so i guess that fits with the concept they were going for but it definitely didn't bring you into the movie right away i mean it was interesting but it was really intellectual i thought like i didn't have any feelings Yes. In it at all. It was just like, oh, that's visually cool and interesting, I guess, what they're doing. There wasn't an emotional level to it. So that's why I'm not surprised that this is not an Oscar contender. Like I saw some headlines that seemed to be slightly complaining about that. There wasn't going to be Oscar buzz, but it's not, it doesn't have that Mm-mm. emotional level it's bizarre and surreal and you don't connect to it I kind of feel like it didn't make a very big impression on me it washes over you you leave the theater and it's over yeah I remember thinking we're gonna have a lot to talk about while we were watching yeah, it and in the car on the way home but then yeah it just kind of like melted out of my brain I was gonna be relying on you <laughs> on you if you had like read articles or something because I haven't so to the point of the way their dialogue works is kind of off-putting one of this reviewers was saying the 80s art direction and all of the product placements and everything else if you had watched it in the 80s if you had read the book in the 80s it would feel much more real and now it feels nostalgic and it kind of undermines the dread that you would feel if it was Mm -hmm. contemporary. 
Do you know yeah. what I'm saying? And it's true because when I was watching it, I was waiting for them to have like a Nair commercial or, a, you know, or a classic Coke commercial or something that yeah, I remembered. Be, mm-hmm. Right. So I kept waiting for that. And then I was noticing the technology and I was like, wow, I had a perm like that. And, you know, and I was looking at their clothes and all those things. And so I did wonder what if they had made it contemporary because the part that did really grab me was the part when they're all wearing masks and they're evacuating because I I was like, ugh, too soon. You know what I mean? I didn't really feel the dread. I think because it had this candy coating. I mean, the colors. Like if they had made it more contemporary, maybe we wouldn't have been distracted by that. I mean, I sort of feel that way about Wes Anderson movies that I love watching them visually. I love the art direction, but the characters never really captivate me or the stories. I don't. Me too. I get. I kind of would just rather page through, I probably said this, page through a book of pictures from the movie. Yeah. You know, then... I feel exactly was, the so same. So that's what really seemed like Wes Anderson to me. Also how the chapters came up with the big... Mm-hmm. I thought it was very influenced, maybe. Yeah. But like, maybe Noah Baumbach's like, I want to make a Wes Anderson movie, you know, out of the school book. It's cool, but it's like an art movie. I'm always glad when they exist. Mm-hmm. I'm like, I'm, I'm really glad that this got made. Because it's weird and yes. it's not going to be popular and it's a cool thing. But it was missing levels. Yes. I didn't feel any connection to anyone except for like maybe the little kid. There were times when they were running and worrying and there's little Wilder and I was like, oh, my God, don't forget the kid. You know what I mean? Yeah, that, and his sweet little you. face and he doesn't talk at all as opposed to everybody else in the family. And he's just this sweet little creature. I didn't like the part... In the hotel room with a creepy guy who had the drugs or whatever. The I, that was just sort of ick. Yes. And not great. Yeah, it was kind of cool, I guess, when they were evacuating. Oh, one of the other things I was reading is that Noah Baumbach had a bigger budget for this. And there are some set pieces in here that are really compelling. Like there's one scene where... Murray, the Don Cheadle character, is trying to advocate for himself and and build his department. So he invites Jack in and they have this sort of competing almost like sermon about Hitler versus Elvis and their relationships with their mothers and their death drive. And the the students are like rapturous, Mm -hmm. you know, and it's you can tell that he is playing with spectacle and size in this movie that I think is good for him because usually he does these little intimate family portraits Mm -hmm. but it's also just kind of distracting yeah Noah Baumbach is usually all about the dialogue and three characters or four characters you know Mm -hmm. autobiographical inspired so this was a departure for sure yeah that was a cool scene it's almost like something you would watch in a class yes piece by piece and there were a lot of interesting academic things mm-hmm. in it yeah the elvis hitler thing adam driver i'm sure really enjoyed that scene they wore those robes all the time i know i was googling he also wears these blue tinted glasses when he's teaching right but i was like what are those for yeah you can sense in it if you're coming to it fresh there's a whole backstory that you don't know about mm-hmm. that it could have been a different experience if you had read the book, blah, 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 and were into it. I really agree about that 80s thing. They could have done the 80s in a little more grim way. I mean, it's got to be so tempting as a filmmaker to make it like so colorful. But the 80s were also brown 
You know, and there's a lot of and beige. <laughs> and you see in mauve, you know, people buy things in the 70s and then they still have them in the 80s. Clothes turn over faster. So you have bright clothes. I think homes were still very brown. Yeah. Still like stuff from the 70s. I think we should talk about Adam Driver in the role. Mm-hmm. And I think we should talk about the credits. Okay. Adam Driver in the role. I mean, he was getting into it. He had like a fat suit on, I, I assume. Yeah. Or like <laughs> a fake belly, at least. Yes. It was a fake belly. And it seemed fake. His hair was awful. He looked terrible. He probably looked worse than he has in any movie or show. He was playing 10 years older than he actually is. And they really made him look old and paunchy. unflattering years. Yeah. Not like a hip (laughs) 50-year-old. Like us? Yeah. Like your husband? (laughs) Yeah. He looked weird. He didn't even look like really himself to me. I wonder if there were some other facial changes they made at all, or if it was just the hair and belly makes that much of a difference. I think so. And I also felt like he was squinting a lot or like perplexed a lot to his physicality. Usually he is playing kind of an intellectual who's all in his head, except for that scene with Don Cheadle where he's kind of preaching. He's sitting and driving and confused you know what i mean mm-hmm. so you don't get to see reading trying to learn german and academic life if i had to compare this to any other adam driver movie it would be annette just because it's super weird yeah and like surreal yeah but in annette he's very physical yeah he does that stuff on stage which i guess almost reminds me of the lectures that's a true little bit yeah i could see that. that was just the weirdness of it and then it was Hard to engage with the characters. So we're going to have to talk about Marvel at some point. It's kind of like the alternating between doing like one art movie and then Star Wars. Now they say Adam Driver's in talks with Marvel. I'll believe it when I see it. Yeah, I mean, Marvel seems so over to me. During the pandemic, I mean, we also watched all the Marvel movies. And it was fun to And do. immediately forgot them. But I just can't. I mean, is he going to be the villain? Is he going to be a hero? I don't even know what they have left to do. If I, I don't know anything I don't even about know. it. <laughs> Maybe Joel has more thoughts on. The last this. time I clicked on a link about someone being in talks with Marvel, I got Rick rolled. Because <laughs> that's because it's just everyone says that all the time. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I can't lie. I would be bummed. So, did we like his performance? I thought it was good, and I thought he got into it. I did, I thought he was into it. He's like, I'm going to play somebody that's really, like, not attractive. Yeah, I liked his performance. I did, too. I have no complaints about it. I don't either. I mean, I wish he had been more handsome, but what can you do? Yeah, you got to try everything. I like him as a parent, too. That was yes, It's always fun to see him in a parenting role. Yes. Even though his kids are really fucking weird. I like that. I thought he was good. Okay, should we talk about the supermarket? Yeah. Okay. Okay, so this is the closing credits, and it's in a supermarket. Music plays, and they all do this dance for, like, a really long time. Yeah, it's really long. The A&P plays a bigger sort of symbolic role in the book. It's all about this sort of seamless consumer culture where everybody is kind of in their own little clean bubble. Again, he had a bigger budget to play with and a bigger cast. So it's a really fun way that each member of the cast got to show up at the end. They're all in their different aisles. It's very colorful. 
And a little nostalgia moment for me is there's this one part where they're dancing in an aisle of generics. And I never see generics Mm -hmm. like that. But when I was a kid, we would buy sometimes generics. They're just white labels with black printing. Mm-hmm. Now I feel like when you buy a generic, it still has... It has branding. Branding. But it yeah. didn't when we were kids. Yeah, that was cool. The only things that look like that are real high-end yeah. type cosmetic things. That yeah. That are just like I just bought some. white with black I bought like text. a normal serum the other day, and it's just white with black text on it. Do you think Adam Driver would be good as James Bond? No. How come? Because he can't he do accents. Look... Oh, Okay. He has to be English. Everyone wants it to be Idris Elba, and well, I'm yeah. here for that. Yeah, it should be. Yeah. I mean, it's got to be racist that it's not, because he's so but it's a obvious. Lady. It's a lady now. Oh, it's a lady. I mean, that's yeah. cool, too. Can't they splinter it up? Lady James Bond. There can only be one 007. Oh, there can. That's a role yeah. of the universe. Yeah. Well, luckily... You know who else can't do an accent? Don Cheadle. Oh, oh my God. He was in... Ocean's Eleven or Ocean's oh, Twelve or whatever, mm-hmm. where he plays an English safe cracker. Did you ever watch that? It's awful. The movie or the accent? The accent. <clears throat> it's hilarious. He's like Cockney, sort of, but it's not good. Side note: Did you watch? You don't watch the White Lotus. I watched the first season, but I just all those people are so horrible. I didn't want to watch the next season. Yeah, I felt bad about myself. After the first season, but I like the second season even better. Really? Yeah, I kind of think, you know, yeah, Adam Driver could also like go back to HBO. I would like that better. You know what I liked about the final sequence, aside from the generics and the fun dancing and everything else? Mm -hmm. I liked hearing LCD sound system again. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was was fun. Love them. This might be kind of a mini-sode. It might be a mini-sode. That's too bad. I feel sad about it. It's funny, the review I read at the end was like, Noah Baumbach is believing Don DeLilo's message. It's a faithful adaptation. All the characters are in, but I don't believe it. That's how I feel too. He's doing something and he did the best he could. And he did a good job and everybody was faithful and I didn't care. I guess we should read it. Read it, watch it again, dedicate your life to it. I think it'll just make me feel sad and numb and I don't want to. You know, another thing, it's... Hard to watch an existential dread movie living through these times. Yes. Where it's existential dread all over the place. Yeah, ultimately what we find out is that they're afraid of death. That topic is so large, it's like you can't relate to it. Everyone has to die. Everyone's afraid of dying and afraid of their loved ones dying. I do have a friend who's like, I don't care if I die because I'll see my grandma and my cats and some other relative who's died. Mm -hmm. But I'm afraid of death because I have kids and they need me to be here in this plane. So I need to live forever is how I feel. They'll be okay if you die someday. If they're 60 and I'm 100, I guess I would be okay with that. It's not specific enough of a topic. Since we live in a time that's full of existential dread and we feel that so directly and in the 80s i don't think that was the vibe i feel so dumb something was happening in the news when it came out and people were like "Ugh!" like three mile island or something yeah i was gonna say when it was chernobyl (sighs) all right well i don't know how many combs do you want to give it i guess i'm gonna give it three combs yeah i me too it's just a three comb not excited about it but you have to acknowledge 
that they did a good job and someone's going to write a dissertation about it. Maybe. People really, really love Don DeLillo or Don DeLillo, however you say it. American studies people. People should... with advanced degrees. Yeah. I guess that's how I missed it because I just quit after bachelor's degree. I have a master's degree. Yes. Well done. In education. I, sal- I salute you. I, I think maybe I should get a master's degree now that I work at a college, but I probably won't have time because what about podcasting? Can you get a master's degree in <laughs> podcasting? Because I think you can get a master's degree in Adam Driver. You, we are there. We have we're like so. doctors in in Adam Driver, driver doctors, driver doctors, doctor driver, um, rat doctors. Hey, also let's dedicate this episode to Jem. Speaking of rats, oh my gosh, Jemmy, Jem, Jem, our rat died a couple weeks ago. So if I do seem a little bit more subdued than I usually am, that's probably in there somewhere. I think she died the day before we watched the movie. Was that? Yeah. You were telling me about it. So I didn't have the bandwidth to really absorb a movie during grieving time. Jem, this one's for you, wherever you are. Such a sweet rat. She loved food. She loved bananas so much. And if you held out a little handful of food, she would just shoot out and she would gather up as much into her mouth and her little hands as she could. It was really cute. She was a real, real cutie. And she died. And she said goodbye to us. And it was really sad. Her last night, she interacted with us as much as she could. Said goodbye, crept into her little purple house. And then she was gone in the morning. And now Stormy's alone. Just one rat. Yeah. We're one rat family right now. And I hope that situation changes. Really? After the holidays. Yeah, I want to get a new rat. You should get a rat and name it Noel. She get a Christmas rat. Okay. I like that. Noel. It's a really pretty name. I sent an email to the rat breeder yesterday. I hope she's still doing the rat thing because she was like a teenager. Like what if she grew up and like moved out and was in college somewhere and doesn't do rats anymore? I'll have to find a new teenager who really loves rats that much and can get us really nice rats. Do you think Stormy would be okay with a young rat? A good question. Yeah, a two-year-old rat. She could show her the ways of the world, which is how to rip up paper and make a cozy nest and how to put down rags like rugs around your house and the bananas are good and that's about it. Or she could eat it. The rat? Don't rats eat their babies sometimes? Well, I mean, it wouldn't be a baby. Yeah, I don't know about eating. I mean, when Jem died, we did take her out of there because what if Stormy would eat her or something? But Stormy doesn't seem to be that big of an eater. I can't imagine her eating another rat. She'll hardly eat a pellet. She has the look of existential dread a little bit. A gray rat with thinning hair. (laughs) You know what she is? is? She's a really good listener. Like you talk to her and she'll just look at you with her little black eyes really intently. She's not as in, as much into eating. She's into listening. And she's definitely into decorating. She loves decorating and ripping up paper. So yeah, you know, the wheel turns, things change. We dread death and the death of our pets. Not most of all, but it's still a big deal. So three combs, white noise. Next up... 
We're probably going to do 65 unless we do some kind of throwback. Or we might have like a a spinoff podcast. What would we do? I like talking about movies still. I mean, you said Gen X and we could talk about Gen X movies, like Gen X culture singles or reality bites. You know what I've been wanting to watch for a long time? Rewatch is Heather's. Oh, I love that that in high school. Me too, and yeah. I've never rewatched it. Christian Slater. Yeah. Also HOT. No? Yes. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And also pump up the volume. Yeah. See you soon. Maybe see you in a slightly different subject area. Rip gem. Gem. Heart. Thanks for listening. Bye-bye. Bye.